When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know? So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for checking into our fourth podcast today. We've got Ryan with me here again today, and today we're going to talk about how to spend your time in the gym and exercise selection. So, um, you know, kind of in this industry, there's a lot of bad information out there, and you know what we want to do with this podcast is is uh, expel a lot of myths and uh, get people on the right road a lot sooner than I was myself. So we want to eliminate uh, wasted time, basically. So um, basically how I look at it is similar to a financial advisor. When you go to a financial advisor, you're taking them your money um, or you're looking at your income that you have coming in and you're asking them how to best use that money for your retirement um, and invest it. And when you go to the gym, when you see a trainer, their job should be to invest your time as wisely as possible into uh, the exercises that you should be doing. Uh, So invest your time as wisely as possible into the gym. So people have a limited amount of time, just like they have a limited amount of resources for retirement. So it should be invested wisely. And you should be trying to get the most out of your time spent. Um, So when it comes to the gym... Number one, what we talk to our clients about all the time is nutrition. Everybody wants to look better. So 99.9% of people that walk through my door want to look better in the mirror, look better in their clothes, feel better, feel better about themselves, all that kind of stuff. And that usually comes down to adding some muscle. Um, Don't freak out, ladies. You're not going to get bulky. It just does not happen. That's a complete lie that drives me nuts on a daily basis. Um, So putting on some muscle a little bit and uh loosen some fat what jamie when a lot of like you know and, and you've touched on this before what is the selling point to women for them not to train with weights me, me. i mean is there is there is there anything behind it or is it just why would somebody uh point point women down that road is the question that i've got as somebody who doesn't who doesn't know i just don't know um why would a, a fitness professional point somebody in that road? Yeah, why would a fitness professional tell women, you know, uh, yeah, if you if you lift weights, you're going to get bulky, you're going to put on, you know, weight, muscle, whatever, and it's not going to be as flattering. What, what's what's in it for them? That's what I don't understand as a lay person who's not who's not an industry professional that doesn't know, you know, the you know I could see if somebody told me that, yeah, it may, I mean. For somebody that doesn't know any better, it's like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. Well, I'll bulk up if I lift weights, so I'll just do jazzercise or whatever, you know, whatever the alternative may be, whatever they're selling, I guess. And is, is that, is that strictly it? Is it just because they're, they're selling a product that doesn't include weight training or they're not comfortable with teaching people how to train with weights? What do you think it is? Why would they steer women away from that? Uh, the answer is yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> to all of the above, uh, when, when I've seen that in the past, it's usually, I mean, I, I naturally do not think people are evil people, so I don't think the average person is steering people in the wrong direction intentionally. 
Um, but I think it simply comes down to people that don't know what they're doing. Gotcha. Um, and you know, this industry really has very little standards. Uh, you can say you're a personal trainer right now and you're a personal trainer. Sure. So, um, I think a lot of times people don't know any better. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there and, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to steer somebody in the direction that they need to lift weights and, and, you know, push themselves and those sort of things, if, if you're going to, if you're trying to, you know, make a living at that, you're going to have to learn how to do those things. And it's, 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 you know, takes a lot of time, you know, it takes a lot of hard work and it takes, um, you know, it's something you have to be passionate about. I mean, that's, that's why, you know, I've developed the knowledge I do is, is for personal reasons. I enjoy it personally and it's something you have to be passionate about just as with anything doesn't matter what it is you're doing um so i think there's a lot of uneducated people out there uh pushing fitness programs to try and make a living that don't realize their suggestions are are wrong um and you know and i think i think it's so easily sold just as as everything is in this industry because you're playing on people's emotions. Sure. So women want to be skinny. They want to be small. Um, and they sell them on that. You know, and, and one that I hear all the time that drives me nuts is long, lean muscles. Right. Your muscles are the way they are. <laughs> they, they may be long and lean. They may not be. But there's no exercise you can do unless the exercise is going to plastic surgeon. It wouldn't be the plastic surgeon. It would be going to the surgeon Yeah. to you know, perform surgery and make your, your, your muscles longer. Like, so you detach them and reattach them farther down your bone or whatever, which I'm sure that didn't even make any sense. But, um, yeah, it's just there's no exercise you can do that's going to give you long, lean muscles. Right. You know, you have muscle tissue and you have fat tissue, and the stuff shrinks and swells. And... Uh, it's 90%, 95% diet. So you can do, I can set up the best fitness program in the world and it's not going to work if you don't execute it. And yeah. it's not going to work as well if your diet's not proper. So, um, <clears throat> I think that answers your question. Yeah, it does. It does. I didn't mean to derail you there cause I know, no, we you're were, fine. but, uh, at this point, yeah, let's, let's talk about as far as when you, when you're setting up your plan when you get into the gym, when you're coming in, what, what do you, what do you, inst- how do you instruct your clients? Where do you, where do you tell people to start? And, uh, what kind of, what kind of routine do you get them started on? Well, kind of, uh, back to the whole nutrition thing and really balance is what I talk to people about. Um, which I am not the most balanced individual. That's just how I live, but I understand that. And I understand it's, you know, I push myself pretty hard in the gym and I push myself pretty hard with, with my business, uh, and I understand I lack a lot of balance in those things, but I also understand those are usually detrimental to, um, you know, making things easier. So a big thing I push is balance. I feel like a lot of people overextend themselves with all parts of life. <coughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. scratchy today. But uh, with all parts of life and, you know, and that's usually what throws people off with sleep, with nutrition, with missing the gym. Um, is they just are overbooked and they prioritize the wrong things. So, you know, it's, it's, I think I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but, uh, your number one priority should always be yourself. 
That's why they tell you to put your mask on first before you help anyone else. You cannot help anyone if you're not helping yourself first. Um, so, long-winded answer there. Uh, first thing that I talk to people about is nutrition. You yeah. know, and I'll tell them get your nutrition right first before you exercise at all. Get that right. So, um, along with that, try to get eight hours of sleep a night. Let's work on nutrition. Work on a plan there. Okay, and then peel that back. Okay, I don't get eight hours of sleep a night. Why don't you? Right. Are you staying up too late uh, watching TV? Um, do you have too many commitments? What is it? You know, and I mean, I may, you may get a person that says I work 16 hours a day. All right, well, you know, we're going to have to pull back some of your goals here to be, you know, reasonable with, with the environment we have. Sure. And that may be the case. So anyway, getting back on track, the first thing we do is look at nutrition. We look at lifestyle. And then, you know, we try to set people up for success. So a lot of times when we're not successful, it's because we're in a bad environment. So <clears throat> if I could give you, again, I give you the best nutrition program in the world, but if you don't prepare your foods before the day starts, then you're probably not going to follow the diet. Correct. Um, so, I mean, one of the big things is, is having a plan the night before you go to bed for the next day. You know, having a plan when you go to bed, have a plan when you wake up. Um, you know, taking food with you, all that kind of stuff, and having a plan when you're going to exercise. You know, I know this, you know, we're mainly talking about exercise here, but all those things affect exercise. Because I know myself, if I have a day where my nutrition's off, I'm going to be less likely to work out that day. Or even worse yet, if I don't eat enough, it, you know, today's Tuesday if and I squatted today, if I didn't eat enough yesterday, then I wouldn't have had the energy to squat today. Sure. So, I mean, all that stuff plays into it. And, uh, you know, so the first thing I try to do is give them a good routine and set them up for success. Um, you know, again, we've talked about it before. A lot of times people say they have a sweet tooth and, you know, they don't have a sweet tooth. They're starving themselves. Right. So, you know, people, people like to be hard on themselves and say they're broken or whatever. And that's what I feel like the sweet tooth excuse is. And really there's nothing wrong with you. It's your body, you know, doing what it needs to do to survive. So once we set up the environment, get them, you know, on a successful path there and doing the right stuff, I mean, a lot of times you can get them to start losing fat right there. Um, and then say you, they've got three hours to invest into the gym. I'm going to invest all that time into weight training. And then, you know, um, with that you hear people say, well, what about cardio? Don't I need cardio for my health? Come and do some squats with me and see if your heart rate doesn't get up. Right. You know, so <laughs> you're getting cardiovascular stimulus when you lift weights, if you're doing it properly. Um, so I'm going to invest all their time in compound movements mainly, and then, you know, we'll hit the other large muscle groups along the way that may be isolation movements. So compound movements are things like squats, deadlifts, presses, rows, uh, unilateral, uh, like lunges, those sort of things. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we spend the majority of our time with our clients with. And then, you know, we may do some, some torso work to work on spinal stability, a lot of back work again for spinal stability, shoulder stability. Um, you know, we may isolate the hamstrings and some things or, you know, do some curls or press downs, whatever it may be. So we may hit some of the smaller muscle groups with isolation exercises and compound what that means. Basically it's covering more than one joint. Gotcha. Isolation means it's covering one joint basically. So like a dumbbell curl, whereas a compound would be like a squat or a row. Right. Um, so basically what you're doing with, with everything I just said, you're trying to affect the most amount of muscle tissue as possible with your time spent in the gym. So you got a minimum amount of time that you have three hours a week. 
Um, so we'll just start at the big, biggest muscle group. So you got your glutes. Second biggest muscle group is your lats. You know, so you should be hitting those. Those should be your number one priority because you're going to affect the most muscle tissue, which is highly metabolic. It's going to raise your metabolism and keep your metabolism high um, as you're you're losing fat. You know, a typical thing that happens when people lose weight is they lose muscle tissue, uh, which results in a lower metabolism. So <clears throat> if you're lifting weights and eating properly, <clears throat> properly, it will help prevent uh, muscle loss. So that's really the main thing I tell my clients is, you know, hopefully we put on some muscle tissue, but at the very least, our goal is to prevent muscle tissue lost, which is a big issue that people struggle with when they lose weight with uh, reducing their resting metabolism. So, uh, and, you know, a little brief thing on that. Basically, what we're looking at when a client comes in, I tell them all the time, here's another way where people will go off chase and tangents is they'll wear these watches that tell them how many calories they're burning when they're exercising. Sure. First off, they're not accurate. Second off, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're gonna again, you're gonna spend three hours working out. Let's let's say you're an athlete and you spend ten. Right. There's 168 hours in a week. You're gonna spend a whole lot more time outside the gym than you are in the gym. So what you should be focused on is your resting metabolism, those hours outside the gym. And what typically happens when people get caught on that chasing that number on their watch is they overextend themselves in the gym. They do a bunch of cardio, and then <clears throat> they lower their, through adaptation, it causes a down-regulation of metabolism. They lower their metabolism when they're not working out because your body's trying to offset all the calories you just burnt. You went and shocked it, and it's trying to you know, fix itself. So it's trying to slow metabolism so it doesn't starve. Um, you know, and that's... So, I mean, that's the other thing when it comes to, you know, the calorie watches and that kind of stuff and, and you know, looking at calories and burning fat. Look at the whole picture of the 168 hours. You're, you're burning fat or gaining fat every waking, you know, not waking, every single minute, whether you're asleep or awake. Um, so, you know, it needs to be a focus of, of all the time, not just the three hours you're in the gym. So when you do go to the gym, your focus should be on affecting the most muscle tissue to cause an upregulation so to break down muscle tissue and build muscle tissue um when you're not in the gym basically yeah and one of the things you had touched on before not even this is this is not on a podcast or anything and i think you referred to it a little bit just now but this is something that i didn't i didn't understand again for those of you listening i'm not i'm just a lay person i, I don't i'm not a fitness professional at all and um my weight's fluctuated i've struggled with it and uh jamie you told me about the difference between the metabolism you burn during cardio, like if you go for a run, and like your resting metabolism. There are a lot of people out there that do understand it, but there's probably a lot that don't. So explain the difference between the, the way cardio affects your resting metabolism and weight and strength training, and how those like how like like you said, you explained it to me, and I'd never heard it explained that way. Talking about how, like you said, you have a finite amount of time you could spend working out or in the gym or whatever, you're going to get more bang for your buck. If you, if you work out with weights, if you strength train, because it's going to affect you even when you're not working out. And, it, and essentially, uh, if you're doing cardio, uh, you're just, you're burning calories while you're working out and that's it. And is, is that pretty much the whole thing? Um, well now, you know, we might get some people fired up with this topic cause there's a lot of people that, that disagree with this. But, um, if you just think about basic, human biology 
the way we survive is through adaptation. Sure. Everything. Us sitting in these chairs right now. So the reason people get tight hips, have issues, get tight shoulders from sitting is your body is adapting to that environment. So when somebody lowers their calories, 500 calories a day that they're consuming, your body's going to adapt to that. It wants to find homeostasis, which is basically staying the same. So it's going to lower its resting metabolism to that new set point of what you're consuming. Um, so when you do cardio, you're going out and you're expending extra calories. So your body's going to lower its resting metabolism, just like if you took away food to try and offset that okay. extra energy burn. Right. So, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, that is the adaptation you want if you're an endurance athlete. So if I'm going to train for a marathon, if I'm at my current state and I go out and run 26 miles, I'll probably burn, I don't know, 10,000 calories or something. I'm 230 pounds. Sure. If I would train myself for a marathon and get down to maybe 190 or something, I don't know what I'd get down to, 180. Over that time, part of the adaptation and part of what I want is to change my metabolism to where I would burn less calories for those 26 miles. And right. so I'd have a lower resting metabolism. So I'd be able to run the same distance right. with less energy expenditure. I mean, it makes a lot of sense It's if you just think about it in basic terms. Sure. You know, it's your body trying to survive. Yeah. So if you go out and you run five miles every day, your body's going to lower its resting metabolism because it's trying to survive. That's its, And it doesn't, it honestly, doesn't matter if you're 500 pounds or, or if you're anorexic. I mean, quite honestly, people with eating disorders are a perfect example. How does an anorexic eat no food for months on end, sometimes years on end, and they don't die. Right. Because their body has downregulated its metabolism to that point to where it can, it's, it's shutting down systems. So, I mean, sure. one of the things, this is interesting, people don't like to talk about it, but I look at it just from a biological standpoint, is females, when they get too lean, their reproductive system shuts down. And this happens to males also. People, most people just don't know it. Yeah. So what's happening is your body sees no reason in reproducing if it can't survive itself. Right. So it starts shutting down systems, and those systems are part of what contributes to your resting metabolism. So, you're, so your body needs so much energy a day to make your reproductive system work. It needs so much energy today to make your, a day to make your nervous system work, to make your pulmonary system work, um, for all these things. So perfect example, like I was saying, and for my, you know, to make sense to me, and what I usually talk to clients about is that's what happens when... Females is what everybody knows about. When females get so lean, they, re they they stop having their monthly cycle. It's their body adapting and, and slowing down metabolism to try and make up for for the environment you put it yeah, in. Yeah, it's doing it's it's doing what it can essentially. Yeah. So it's 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 eliminating what it needs to, and it, there's a hierarchy of obviously things that your body knows that it needs, you know, just to survive. And, yeah. And then everything else is kind of icing on the cake and it's, it's just weeding away that stuff. It's interesting. I didn't know that. And I think it's, that's the kind of thing where, I mean, once you dig it, it does, it makes sense when you talk about it. But for those of us that have never truly like thought about it or explored it, it's like, uh, it's easy to fall into those traps. And again, when you, when you do walk into, um, you know, a gym or, uh, a, a training facility with somebody who's a, a, a training, uh, a fitness professional, I'll put that in air quotes. Cause like you said, it's, it's so easy to become, um, a personal trainer now. And, and I'm not taking anything away. It's, there's a lot of great personal trainers out there, obviously. But if the person that walks in the door, if you know more than the person that walks in the door, then you're an expert to them, but they're also putting, 
their their well-being at your mercy, you know, and they're trusting that you actually do know what you're talking about when in fact sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, and kind of getting back to the uh the resting metabolism thing, um you know, I think that's a big, you know, that there's just so much misinformation. We'll kind of get off the exercise stuff here with you know, all these, you know, diet plans and and foods and everything re- people recommend and they sell us on our emotions. Sure. And uh and I mean that's it's the same thing with these exercise programs that don't do weight training, you know. I mean, if you look at our facility, so I'll kind of get into my my personal business here a little bit. If you look at our facility, look at how much money we've invested into the equipment we have. A lot. I could make a lot more money. Sure. If I had people doing aerobics. Yeah. I yeah. would probably have more clients, and I would need no equipment, and my trainers would need zero education. They would just need high energy. Right. So why would I do what I'm doing? I do what I do because I believe that's a right thing to do, and I believe if I did it the other way, I would be stealing people's money. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, that's why, you know, I mean, for me, I look at it, and it's like, why would I have done what I've done with my business for any other reason than for, you know, the right reasons? Because it benefits me none to do it this way because, you know, because a lot of people are afraid to lift weights. You know, sure. women think they're going to get bulky. Um and, you know, a lot of, I mean, I know men that think they need to do cardio. And it's just like, you burn enough calories at work every day and sitting at, sitting at home, going to, you burn enough calories. You, you, I mean, and again, I sell exercise. You don't even need to exercise to lose weight. You need to eat less than you, than you burn. Right. Um, now, I don't recommend not lifting weights because as we get older, we're going to lose lean tissue and you want to offset as much of that as you can. Um, but. You know, that's what frustrates me so much about this industry is is there's just so many gimmicks out there and people not helping people, and it's just amazing those people, you know, stay in business, I guess you could say. Maybe maybe this is a topic I shouldn't be talking about, but... Um, well, and I, I will say this, too, and I've had friends who have been hit with these, uh, you know, these Facebook ads where, you know, come in for a six-week, it's free, and you go in there and they ask you for 400 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this has happened to friends and family of mine recently. And, uh, you know, again, working with Jamie, the, the working with you, it, it's it's opened my eyes to the industry a little bit more. I, I didn't know anything about it, you know. So when they, you know, if they would go in and they come out and I would just, it, it just blow. And these guys are, it, it's like used car salesman mentality. I mean, they are literally trying to close you. They're saying whatever they got to say before you leave. <laughs> like they get you in there and it's like. That their whole game it's a game you know it really is it's an it reminds me i've I worked in sales for you know a handful of years and it reminds me of that just that that's what it's about it's about their bottom line it's about closing the deal it's about you know and it's less about the well-being of the client or the customer or whatever you want to say and again and that's that's something where you know regardless of the industry you're in it's 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 easier to see as you get a little bit older and as you make those mistakes in different, it could be making a mistake in a different industry, whether it be, you know, get it dealing with a, a rotten mechanic or a bad plumber or whatever, you know, but with this, it's especially, um, personal because it's your, your health. 
and your well-being and stuff. So hopefully as people get a little bit older, they've got a little more knowledge and they understand that, you know, part of it is the, the get what you pay for type of thing is is real. You know, if somebody's offer, if somebody's, uh, you know, promising, oh, you know, all I do is take this this pill and I lost X amount of weight or, I, you know, this, that and the other thing. Well, there's like there's no there's just no shortcut to to doing it. And for on top of that, if you really want to make the change uh, to make a positive change, you've got to change your entire lifestyle and it never ends. You're never done. Yep. You know, and that's what a lot of people are like, well, I just want to get to, well, I promise you that if you say, I want to get down to 170 pounds or I want to get to, you're going to get there and you're going to need, there's, you need to set a new goal for yourself. Even if it's, you know, getting in better shape physically or whatever, just reaching that, that number, whether it be, you know, uh, a weight or a, a dress size or a pant size or whatever that, that, once you get there, if you do, if that's if that's your whole goal, then you're going to be, you're not going to be there long, you know. You might last yep. even six months or a year, and you're going to be back in the the same shape you were in before you started. If you don't make the the change, if you don't make a true change to your lifestyle, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that's what we we see that a lot. We'll see have somebody come in, they want to do it for a month or two months or whatever, and it it is it's a lifestyle behavior change is what's what you have to focus on and um you know and that's kind of what i mentioned earlier when i touched on the balance and you know i tell clients all the time if i tell you to do something today and you can't do it when you're 80 you should tell me no right and uh and i mean that goes you know we have we currently have two clients in their 80s we have quite a few clients in their 70s uh and we have even more clients in their 60s <clears throat> and it's kind of funny you go to most gyms and the crowd is 20 to 35 sure it's like a you meat come in, <laughs> you come in our gym and it's you know 45 to 80 yeah so um you can see i i don't know if you'd say that's a little more old-fashioned or what it is but uh um you know it's what what we preach is more long-term and lifestyle behavior change and this is what you need to do the rest of your life and um you're right you, you may have your goal weight that you want to get to you know you mentioned 170 earlier or whatever it is for that individual uh, which, you know, progress is always harder than maintenance. But then once they get the maintenance, they still have to do some work. They still have to keep their their behaviors in check, their nutritional behaviors in particular, what I'm talking about, um, to, you know, continue to maintain that goal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's there's just there's a lot of people that play on emotions, and it's easy because it's something people are emotional about, Um you know, I think this we, we keep getting bigger in this country, and, uh, uh, you know, it's something that everybody wants to work on, but there's just so many mixed messages out there, it's hard to know who to listen to. Um, but, you know, something something I try to do in life in general is I try to find somebody, I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, but I try to find somebody who's good at whatever particular endeavor it is I'm trying to achieve, and I I try to get advice from that person or listen to that person on on YouTube or whatever and see what it is they know that I don't know and a lot of times things are pretty simple and, and people trying to sell you stuff make them real complicated that's for right. that very purpose that's so, right um, so I mean that's that's I sell exercise and I tell people nutrition is the number one thing and I don't sell anything nutritional so um, and you know, and then I, I even, I'll stand behind the fact that you don't need to exercise to lose weight, uh, which is what most people want to do. They want to lose some fat, which you will. 
the problem is the long-term aspect of that. So you lose some muscle in the process. And then if you're constantly not eating enough, it's going to accelerate the muscle loss you have as you age. So weight training is essential. Um, but it's, it's not, uh, end all be all when it comes to fat loss. So your fat loss is mainly centered around your nutrition and you should lift weights to prevent muscle loss. So yeah, when it comes to the exercise, like I said, you should be doing squats, deadlifts, presses, rows, um, lunges. Uh, that's mainly what we spend our time with our clients. And then, uh, you know, we do a lot of nutrition coaching and I think we've mentioned that before, but I'll mention it again. It's mainly a lot of lean meats, eggs, <clears throat> oatmeal, rice, uh, sweet potatoes, vegetables, fruits, you know, basically nothing that's in a can or a box. Um, and then, you know, we'll find a, a caloric point that we want them to start at if, if their goal is fat loss. And then we give them percentages of where we want their macronutrients. I think we mentioned that on a previous one, but I'll mention it again. Females were usually between 12 and 1500 calories and males were usually between 1500 and 1800 calories. Uh, and then we usually put their protein at about 50%, their carbs at about uh, 30%, and their fat at about 20%. So, <clears throat> um, you know, there's some information that where you can kind of get started there on your own. But, um, you know, and, and that typical thing, if you have a, you know, if I have a male that's six foot six and weighs 300 pounds, I'm definitely not putting him on 1,800 calories. <laughs> but, right. you know, you got to vary it. That's, that's average person. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, my big thing is I'm not a fan of cardio, uh, and it's, you know, nothing, nothing against people that enjoy cardio. I mean, if you, I, I ask clients that all the time. I had a client years ago that was a runner and I'm like, why do you run? Right. You know, and his answer was, I like to run. Okay. Well then let's keep running. Yeah. But if I have a client who's running because they have some misperception that's going to help them with fat loss, then I'm going to try and steer them in the right direction. So my big thing is understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and, you know, that it's the best use of your time. So, you know, if you have a limited amount of time, the majority of your time in the gym should be spent trying to affect the muscle tissue, which is doing compound movements and, you know, in the right rep range, which is usually, you know, anywhere from 5 to 15, you know, doing, you know, 3 to 5 sets, those sort of things. But uh, all things that we do with our clients, so... Well, sounds good. So, yeah. Um, if you guys have any questions on uh, lifting weights or, you know, what exercises to do or nutrition or anything you have for us, um, if Ryan's single, whatever it may be. Uh, um, I, am, I am not. <laughs> but I appreciate you putting that out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. That's a, that's a different podcast right there. Um, just hit us up. Let us know. Have a good day. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, plunkettfitness.com.